All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Nana. I am Casey and this is going to be a great episode um, and so informative. Um, This is a topic I've been wanting to talk about since I started the show. So I'm really excited to be doing this. We are going to be talking about Twin Flames. And I know I've mentioned it in a couple episodes before. I've mentioned that I am a Twin Flame and am on the Twin Flame journey, um, but I am not an expert and I don't really know about it like you know I don't know the ins and outs of it so I'm excited to have someone on who is going to share more about it so today's guest is Meg and she is a divine feminine oracle and embodiment coach Um, her TikTok videos take like a deeper dive into the world of twin flames and divine masculine and feminine energies um, so thank you so much for being here today, Meg. Hi, yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to be here with you talking about all this stuff. I know, it's so awesome. Um, I was so intrigued when I first saw you on TikTok, um, like talking about how Twin Flames are always in union. Um, and I thought that was so interesting because it was a different perspective than I've ever heard. Um, and I was watching your videos and like really paying attention and then my right palm started to itch and Mm -hmm. I recently saw on a TikTok that that's a sign of like opportunities or like you know good things and I was like oh I think I need to reach out to her and see if she'll be on the show and that's when I messaged you on Instagram and you said yes and I was like oh my gosh this is so awesome like it happened super fast and I wasn't sure if you would even see the message so I'm so happy that you did yeah I am too that's I love that story I'm all about um you know, really embodying intuition and building self-trust as uh, that's really what I cultivate with my divine feminine clients is guiding them through removing all the blocks that have been kind of programmed into all of us when it comes to trusting that inner authority and knowing my right palm is itching. I've got to reach out. That's my masculine side. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Awesome. I love hearing that. I know it was um, it's something new. I'm still learning to like do is listen to my body cues Mm. Um, because I think I don't know for, you know, other people, but for me on my spiritual journey, being able to trust myself is a huge deal Um, because for so long I've not been able to do that. And so now I'm just kind of stepping into this part of listening to my body and like the thing, something that seems so small or insignificant is actually trying to tell me something. so I, I, I'm trying to listen more. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really, especially on the twin journey, the divine feminine uh, path is really all about learning to listen to the higher self and those nudges. And the body is so wise. The body holds everything, um, information from our higher self, information energetically from everything we've been through in this lifetime and in lifetimes prior. So that's definitely um, a huge focus of the work I do is that somatic connection between the mind and the body and kind of seeing how the spirit uses that connection to communicate with us. That's so great. Um, And I guess before we jump in, jump in, I probably should just, you know, give you background of how I am even on the journey Mm. Um, I have been on the journey for, since 2016, I met my twin flame in 2016, had no idea that that's who he was. 
Um, but in, a few months in, when I kind of came out of it, I realized what was happening. Um, and by that time, we had gone into like uh, no communication on my part. I, I just kind of ceased all communication with him. And um, yeah, we've I haven't seen him since 2017. I haven't spoken to him since 2018. And um, it's been a roller coaster for me. Um, I don't know his side because I haven't talked to him. Uh, but for me, it's been a very difficult journey at times, light enlightening and just a roller coaster of emotions. Um, and yeah, I don't really, it's a lot. So it's a lot to unpack. Um, thank you for sharing that. I honor that share. I feel you. It is a, a journey that is and designed to kind of give us access to the deepest and darkest emotions that humans experience within the human collective because what we're doing is a lot of the denser energy within the collective consciousness right now um and the systems at play that kind of that collective consciousness um we're, we're transmuting all of that we're anchoring higher vibrational love and the way that we do that is by feeling these denser darker emotions we can't um even if you think of of like uh change the a chemical you can't chemically change it unless you know what you're working with because then you know what to add to it or what to subtract from it to shift it into uh the desired state right so energy is much the same where talk about healing the collective and raising the vibration of the planet what we're really talking about is learning the darkness of and opening ourselves to processing the darkness of the human experience both on an individual level in our own healing processes in response to our divine counterparts on the twin journey um and then that healing in all of our relationships, big and small uh, our relationships with people relationships to our bodies, our relationships to more material things like money, um, all of that really, that work, the basis of it is that shadow work. And so it's definitely uh, because the twin, the twin journey, we've agreed to kind of do a supercharged version of that process. Yeah. It definitely can feel really points so I I feel you there and I <laughs> I see you <laughs> yeah well thank you so much I'm just like oh my god I'm getting goosebumps all over just talking about this because um I'm just so interested in it and being that I'm in it you know mm-hmm. um so oh my gosh okay anyway let's go <laughs> tell me a little bit more about yourself where are you from and just a little about you Perfect. So uh, I currently live on the eastern shore of Maryland, the beautiful eastern shore, (laughs) a little slice of paradise where I grew up and I lived here until I was 18. And then I moved to New York for seven years. And while I was there, I worked in film and television and I performed all the time. I performed comedy and music. And then I moved in working for arts education nonprofits. And I was actually a a communications director for an arts education nonprofit. And I, um, I was 
faced by people who uh, have a very sense of spirituality. Um, both of my parents are very, very spiritual, and I was raised Catholic, but everyone in my family, um, I'm really grateful and fortunate that their their connection to the divine transcends religion, and that was kind of always uh, a part of the conversation, even when we were really, like, engaged in the Catholic Church, like, pointing out which, which aspect weren't necessarily true which I'm really grateful for that um yeah everyone family really works in service my uh my mom is a teacher and it's definitely her calling her mission and my dad is the executive director of a nonprofit. My sister is the executive director of a nonprofit. My grandparents started a nonprofit the year I was born my, wow yeah my other grandparents um built churches that was like what they did in their retirement is they <laughs> built churches and did a lot of volunteer work um and my grandmother especially who was um one of my primary caregivers when I was growing up was uh very witchy and spooky and and she trained me in a lot of ways she I think could sense that I had a very and strong connection to to the divine and to these other realms from a very very young age and um so that's what kind of motivated me or pulled me rather into uh into more mission-based work away from kind of the entertaining things that i had been really diving into and exploring um and then i just it got to be too much <laughs> being in the city and it really just my all of my um bodily systems were kind of pointing to the fact my system somewhere else other than new york city which makes sense it was very stimulating and i am very energetically sensitive so uh, my grandmother actually passed away and that kind of started the ball rolling for me moving back here where i live and where i was raised and um yeah I, I started doing energy work professionally in oh my gosh time time doesn't really exist to me so give me one second I okay was, <laughs> i think it was like 26 2017 maybe i started reading cards for people um and i was told that my my tarot sessions were a lot different than card reading sessions people had experienced before because it really was um energy work and starting to I was really starting to coach in that space so that ball just kept rolling and then um last two summers ago excuse me so summer 2020 I started coaching full-time and uh yeah I've been vibing with it ever since and it's my favorite thing. I, f I love getting to do uh, what I do. And I love getting to share about um, the twin journey. I, I'm really tapped into the twin grid. And I really am given energy uh, of the dynamic in a very specific way to communicate. And I from sharing <laughs> what I'm tapped into for a long time, because I um I was witnessing conversations on the internet that just didn't really vibe with what 
I was um, picking my own experience and then in the experiences of my clients that I've been working with and coaching and guiding and uh, on their on their paths. So I didn't really want to enter conversation about it, um, but I'm happy. I'm really happy that I did. And I think that it all lined up perfectly. So like just watching your, you know, your video since I first saw it and then I was like, oh, I think I need to follow her. And then I reached out to you. I was like, this is a different perspective. And what I've noticed is it's actually a more, I can't think of another word, but controversial topic than I realized. Yeah. Because there are so many people out there with different opinions about what it is and what it isn't and all these different things. And I've also noticed that sometimes people who are, you know, talking about it aren't even on the journey. So for me, it's kind of like, I can't really take you seriously if you've never <laughs> experienced it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, I know, I don't know. It's just, it's hard for me to decipher and, you know, people have, people will follow something that sounds good, mm. but me actually having been on this journey for a good six years, I'm like, um, I don't know if I agree with that because, you know, like, you know, I, I don't know. So it's just, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's controversial because people are like, Oh, you know, it's this way or it's that way, or there is this, or there isn't this. So, um, I just appreciate the way that you put it because it makes it a little bit more clear for me, for me anyway. Um, and helps me kind of understand it from a different perspective and it kind of wraps it up in a nice little bow for me. Um, and yeah, it just, it's just a little bit cleaner for me than some of the other things that I've heard are just like, I don't really like the way that that sounds. Mm. Thank you for saying that. That means a lot to me because something that's very clear to me, um, it, even when I've been, you know, I, now I coach pretty much exclusively divine journey. Um, but before I, I did intuition coaching and intuitive embodiment and worked with, uh, divine feminine people not on this journey and something that is that the truth always is simple it feels simple you do mental gymnastics to get yourself to believe truth what you recognize it because you feel it you feel it in your heart space and you there's just a, a knowing um and so i'm i'm grateful that it sounds like you've of that clarity because I mean there's so right there are so many people who speak with authority um, on this that uh, this is a controversial thing to say what I'm about to say but there are a lot less people on the journey that have incarnated here now and are actively on the journey and in these connections than people who resonate uh, uh, with aspects of the journey yes. that they about and um, I think that it also can become kind of a romantic aspirational uh, space for people because they they hear the concept of oh you're one soul in two bodies and it just sounds like a fan and so I, I understand maybe feeling uh, like you really want this to be your journey even if it's not and there is enough content out there across all different platforms to kind of uh, probably validate those those uh, misguided inklings. Um, and 
it's it's definitely very personal space and and I think that's something that's very unique that I notice about uh, my soul clients and different people I know on the journey is that um, the longer they're you know the longer they're really on it the less they really need that external validation of it and um, kind of echoing what you back to you that that moment of detachment and respecting other people's limits when they're maybe preaching about something you know more about than they do and you're just sort of like okay <laughs> right yeah something that I think is is kind of uh, exciting to think about and talk about um which then means that there will be a lot of a lot of well-meaning misinformation floating around so it's that's I feel journey that has been divinely designed right to to really force sense of inner authority with the divine feminine yeah as as we rise as we you all rise <laughs> right so if we were to break it down in like the simplest terms for someone who's just starting out and wants to know more about it how could we explain what twin flames are okay great i absolutely love this question okay so it's very uh, it, we are two, uh, one soul, excuse me, split into two bodies. And these souls that have incarnated here as twin flames are very, very old. <laughs> incarnated through many, many lifetimes and have mastered a lot of soul lessons already, which give us the capacity to really anchor, access and anchor higher vibrational energy. And then gives us energetic capacity to into two bodies in the first place mm -hmm. uh, because that's a lot of energy <laughs> and right. so we, we incarnate here and we embody polarities so there's one feminine counterpart and one masculine counterpart and uh it transcends gender people who are divine feminines of all gender and there are people uh, uh, who are divine masculines of all gender but what happens is uh, each counterpart embodies a polarity that really um, emphasizes and captures the energy of separation that is in the human collective as it stands. So we see a lot of counterparts born into very extreme opposites. <laughs> so, um, one in a now like a democrat and a republican like that's a very mm -hmm. simple example but it's it's a real one um being born into a very uh and a family on either side you're really indoctrinated into very different polarizing viewpoints um and the reason that we do this is because when we meet there is a soul recognition because we are the same energy in two bodies that is magnetic <laughs> in a sense. And uh, then also the distortions that are currently existing in our energetic field will repel each other. And we trigger each feeling everything in us that contradicts love. And in doing so, in healing those actions and unlearning every limitation we have been taught or every condition we have been to put on love capital l 
God in the sky, love, are anchoring that energy here to heal the human collective and also heal the world. And when we say that, I think it sounds very abstract and maybe light and airy and fluffy, but when we actually look at the science behind the energy of physically transform uh, molecules and atoms, and it physically has the to heal the earth in addition to healing people. So we've incarnated this point in the evolution of human consciousness when, you know, as we look around, it's really easy to just see every single dumpster fire, right? Like it's a minefield of of fear and destruction and division. And that's exactly why we incarnated to um, start these waves of awakening now and over the past, you know, five to 10 years when a lot of us started really waking up and stepping into our, our true divine identities and, and meeting our counterparts and getting into this process. So the, uh, the, um, is really love. And that's, that's something that I think if, um, anyone listening to this takes one thing from anything that I ramble on about, <laughs> uh, I'd hope that it'd be that this is about a relationship. Yes. But the relationship is a tool through which we are learning to access unconditional so that we can really anchor that here as we, you know, have embarked on this new age of Aquarius as humans. So that's my, my long and short. I think it was a little long, but there you go. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. You know, so, you know, I think somebody who, how can I say, I think someone who is really on it and kind of in the middle of it would be able to kind of decipher what you mean um, for the most part you know what I mean like um, somebody who maybe doesn't necessarily resonate may not be on it yet you know what I mean or um, I don't know what I'm trying to say but you know people sometimes think that they are on the journey and they kind of mistake it for you know um, a trauma bond or um you know, if they're in an abusive relationship, you know, it's like, oh, no, that's my twin flame. And it's like, mm, mm. It's, it's a little bit different. It's not for me. It's, it's never been a toxic situation, but it was just something that I knew wasn't good for me anymore. Yeah. And I think it's good to kind of make that distinction of like, it's, it's one soul and two different bodies. You're here to, to reincarnate and spread love and to, you know, embody unconditional love and show other people how to do it heal the planet all that stuff which sounds woo woo to you know someone <laughs> who's never heard it but um it's never toxic yeah saying that that's something that i emphasize a lot um the there are a lot of people that are especially feminine people um, in really toxic relationships or they they've have been in toxic relationships and are in the process of boxing their mind nervous system from that action. And I think that they'll conflate, uh, you know, when they see different healers or tarot readers talk about like telepathy or picking up on this other person's, the, uh, you know, detoxing process that comes after you are in an addictive relationship and a, a 
relationship with a narcissist is a, an addiction. That's what happens in your brain chemistry when when you're in that sort of relationship, especially for a longer period of time. And so something that is really, really, really important to emphasize in my connection, in the connections that are around me um, in, you know, because a lot of my my close uh, soul tribe are on this journey at this point. A lot of people that are around me because we all find each other, right? Um, and the the longer we're, we're all together. So uh, none of them, none of my clients ever been in a situation where their divine masculine is abusive to them. And in fact, in the moments when the divine masculine would maybe fear that they were verging into a territory where they would revert to if they had, you know, been that way in relationships prior to feminine, that's when they leave. Mm-hmm. That's when they leave because they're, they are unable to, if you have met your divine counterpart, you have already healed yourself. We cannot meet each other until we have enough soul matter that's been recovered from the programming of this world, the fear-based programming of this world um, to a a soul recognition in one or both of of the parts. Um, no no children will ever hurt you physically or um, you know do things mentally abusive toward you. They might say something petty. They might you know be rude. They might ghost you, but they're not going to outright explicitly. Um, hurt hurt you and that is a major point of um you know that's that's a a space that i see a lot of people conflating their trauma with um i think what what they might see different people talking about their experience of the twin flame journey online when it's it's really two totally separate feelings and and i think that you know a lot of divine feminines prior to awakening were in those sorts of relationships like i i was in that sort of relationship before that was abusive and of course it was not with my divine masculine and i i can tell you very different things right like we know the difference in feeling you know how how it feels to receive those two energies and those two sets of behaviors and they're very very different yes very true um so is there like a uh something that would tell someone how if they've met their divine counterpart like for me i know that i've read countless times and heard countless times that they will kind of knock you into this spiritual awakening and that is the thing that told me that this was my twin flame because, you know, once I kind of got out of the little cloud that I was in, you know, the first (laughs) few months talking to him and really like was able to like step back and assess, okay, what the heck just happened? I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. This is my twin flame. Like the whole, you know, just the whole reason why I'm to you right now is because I met him and you know went on this spiritual journey and had this awakening and this epiphany and was going through anxiety attacks like it was just a whole thing where I lost myself for a long time you know Mm. and was just kind of knocked on on my ass really you know um and looking around like what just happened and it's all centered around this person and I can't figure out 
if I'm like, am I in a, is he toxic? Is he bad? But I really like him. He's really nice. But sometimes he ghosts me. Like it was just a whole like (laughs) dichotomy of so many different things. And thank God, you know, there was a point in time where we had to physically like be not in the same place anymore, you know, um, because he had to leave Um, because I was just in over my head. And I'm thankful now, you know, for that, what you call perceived separation, um, because it allowed me to kind of take a breath. Mm. But how would someone know if they have met their divine counterpart? That's a great question. First, I want to say that no one but you can confirm or deny whether someone is or not your counterpart because that's part of the divine feminine journey and the divine masculine journey is that trusting that divine connection to uh capital l love and and to the divine and to yourself but i will say here are some some uh common uh cues that you'll pick up on definitely what you experienced which is being triggered into this awakening and really look at um all the aspects of yourself in your life have maybe been a little sleepy that you hadn't noticed were, were uh, not true to your authentic. Starting to have realizations about the world, about uh, life from a higher perspective, which then can be really confusing because you're shifting what you thought was true into a new state. So definitely that kind of deprogramming confusion. Uh, <laughs> But when it comes to um, signs and synchronicities up and the divine, if they are truly your divine counterpart, the divine will not let you forget about them. So you can go for years at a time, right? Not thinking about them and not focusing on the connection, but they'll always come physical reality, even if it's not them um in person showing up at your door or calling you on the phone, right? You'll you'll see their name everywhere or their birthday everywhere, or you'll run into an old friend who it was their very best friend in high school, or you'll uh, run into their family or any number of things that are divinely constructed to keep this person in your energetic field. And the more that you heal, the more, um, the bigger interactions of your energetic fields become um and because you're already one you're already one energy <laughs> you're already uh we're in a unified energy even if that is by repelling one another because you're connected by polarity and uh it's something that i always tell people is uh i know that this is a lot easier said than done but worry about it it's not an it, answer that will continue to come to you over and over and over again until you finally just accept it. So uh, when we're in those kind of beginning stages of awakening to the connection, we ask for answers, right? We want to confirm or deny like what the heck is going on because it can be so confusing. It's really important for anyone listening who is in those earlier stages to remember that everything is happening perfectly, always even when it really doesn't feel like it. This person is your divine counterpart. Things will keep happening and keep happening and keep happening to a point where 
just know the divine will give you those answers in the perfect timing. So you don't have to worry about finding them. And if they're not your counterpart, that means that there's someone else out there for you that's going to fulfill your soul desires when it comes to whatever you were looking for with that person. And so either way, it's, it's not something to too much about, which I know is way easier said than done, but that's, that's always what I like to tell people because, um, yeah, that's very, 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 very true. Like at a certain point, I don't think that there's ever been a time since the day that we met that I haven't at least once, like every single day no matter what I tried to do. I tried cutting cords. I tried praying it away. I tried everything. And especially in the beginning when I was like kind of going back and forth, like, mm, is this my twin flame? No, it couldn't be. Oh, did I imagine that? You know, I would share with other people who didn't get it. And they're like, why are you still talking about this person? Like, it's <laughs> over, you know, let it go. You guys never dated. You know, it just was this thing, like, get over it. And I'm just like, I want to, but I can't. I literally, <laughs> I can't shake it you know I've tried I've tried to get rid of it and stop thinking about it and the more that I stop then there's a sign and there's you know there's a specific symbol that I have that I know is like for him so when I see it I'm like for Pete's sake leave me alone you know like <laughs> stop taunting me like everywhere I turn you know and it's just like at a certain point I had to just make peace with it and stop fighting it and be like okay yeah this happens. Well, yeah it's I don't know funny because in the early stages of oh, uh, my awakening to my um, divine counterpart and, and our connection, um, I, you know, was like runners in a runner's position, <laughs> kind of trying to not, not about it, not attach um, and all these things. And my, um, my sister, who is Capricorn <laughs> and very like, <laughs> very she's a hard Capricorn you know what I mean like she's really yeah. she's all business and it's beautiful I love her so much and uh she I remember called me one time it's like so um I had a dream about that guy and like they they had never met at that point you know it, like they had never she didn't know him at all he was so it was just like divine will always and I don't really as a um I've been guided to really not share a lot about the depths of my personal journey so as to not cultivate expectations one way or another in um both my soul clients and on the internet because that's like the place I serve is to help you surrender right so no matter what I say is going on with me in my journey it's going to cultivate an expectation which is totally antithetical to the work that you know, people do with me, but I will share that little tidbit that like even in moments when it's not even coming into your perspective, it will be into your energetic field, uh, how big the walls you put up <laughs> are energetically, physically, the divine will always find a way to, to drop that person into your consciousness. Yes. And they, that is a hundred thousand percent true because um, I, I literally, like I said, around, you know, late last year in the fall, I had another like awakening, um, around this person and found out, you know, that they had moved on and, you know, done some other stuff in their life with, you know, another person. And that took me aback and kind of 
knocked me into this awareness of like, oh, okay, so for the last, you know, however many years I've been running from this and I actually do care about this person. Mm. Like, it's not crazy or I can't push it away. And I've kind of, what I explained to my friend is like, you know, um, if you have like a hollow ball and you put it in water and you try to push it down, Mm. it doesn't stay down. You know, that's what I had been doing the whole time with the feelings is just trying to push it down, like stay down. And then I finally took my hands off of the ball, you know, mm. and I was just kind of like, okay, I see that this is not going away. Like, I do love this person. I don't care if anybody believes me or not. Like, this is a real thing. This is really happening. And I'm going to just accept it. I don't know what to do with this information that I found. And it's my own fault for being nosy, you know. <laughs> trying to look in trying to look in the 3D for answers when I should have just, you know, like stayed. But I'm I'm actually glad that I did because it kind of knocked me into like this thing of like, okay, it's time to stop fighting it and just accept that this is a real thing. Your feelings are valid and let it go kind of thing. Mm, that's really beautiful. Thank you for Yeah. Love that that visual of the the ball. That's perfect. That's because that's really effort to try and submerge those feelings and stuff them down. Uh, And and it goes beyond feelings. It's just the experience, right? Like if you see 19 signs in a day because you're trying to ignore it, uh, then, you know, that energy, you you can't pretend that's not happening too. you know, there's a lot of I think conflicting energy that between what we're receiving in the intuitive space at different moments on the journey and then what is being reflected in the 3D, right? So really cultivating that that sense of surrender and that sense of inner authority is 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 the way to go, which it sounds like you're doing. <laughs> yes. And it's a work in progress, but I'm definitely in a, a different space than I ever have been as it pertains to the journey, you know, having that like wake up call, you know, realizing that, you know, he had moved on with somebody else. I was like, wait a minute, that's not how this is supposed to go. Like, (laughs) I actually do care about you. Come back. Where are you? What are you doing? You know, kind of thing. So, you know, just kind of like allowing it to be play out how it's going to play out and realizing that I can't control this and being okay with that. And also being okay with the fact that I know that this is my person and I don't need the external validation anymore. Yeah. And, and, you know, whenever there's kind of another relationship involved between counterparts, it's, it's really important to remember that, you know, if you're a feminine and your masculine is in a relationship with someone else, that means that their consciousness and what they're working with uh, every day as they're, as they're uh who they're showing up as in the world is is still masked mm-hmm. you know especially if you feel that you're in a space where you're living basically across the board than you ever have before. you feel more aligned with your higher self with your soul matter than you ever have before if they are truly your divine counterpart and they're in a relationship with someone else that means that they're learning to accept pieces of themselves. And I guarantee you that relationship is helping that process along. And um, that's, you know, a, a purpose that people who are our soulmates play in in these journeys is really especially helping the divine masculine because 
so often the dynamic breaks down that the divine feminine is alchemizing um, an abandonment wound while masculine is alchemizing a rejection wound or the fear of rejection and abandonment can only really be healed in solitude while rejection the fear of of being rejected be be um, alchemized and and healed with other people uh, and it's you know a messy process it's just as messy as healing this abandonment wound in solitude right but they're doing the masculine does that with with other people and so it's always important to really honor the pain that comes from those sorts of dynamics and then also hopefully get to a space where where as the divine feminine you can hold respect and love for the other people in the divine masculine's life who are are helping helping him heal because that's ultimately unconditional love right is is wanting this person to feel the best that they can feel being themselves and showing up as themselves authentically in the world despite you know a lifetime of of not feeling safe to do that so yeah, yeah. I love, I love breaking down uh, all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And there's just so many parts to it. Um, What would you say are, would you even say that there are some distinct like occurrences on the twin flame journey that no matter what are going to happen or is it always a little bit different? Um, It's definitely nuanced. Every, every journey is a little bit different and personal, of course, to, uh, you know, your soul contract, your past life uh, wounds that you've inflicted on one another. And every, every person is different. So our, we'll all receive and navigate the journey a little bit differently, but there's definitely always the meeting and it's either for one or both counterparts, very, very obvious that this is a very important person and a very divine divinely inspired connection and then there's always that period of separation that occurs so that um all of the potential um for wounding each other is really sorted out before you come into a a space of physical physical uh union consistently and that happens in layers um, where as we clear various aspects of our wounded energy, um, the 3D reality, our physical realities will shift to reflect varying layers of union. I actually made a TikTok about this this morning. Um, I saw it. Yeah, just I watched I, it. <laughs> example I used there. Like if the divine feminine clears a mother wound or a father wound, and then that, you know, because the divine feminine leads energetically, that gives the divine masculine an opportunity to clear the counter wound, which would be like a father wound. And then uh, he would feel safe to unblock her on Facebook, right? And then they could be Facebook friends. And so that's like a layer of physical union that's coming to pass as you anchor more of your healed energy in your body. So uh, it's, that's kind of, what the process usually breaks down to in simple terms. (laughs) Yes, that's a very good explanation. And I I did watch that video this morning and just, I think um, trying to, I think the space that I'm in now is no longer trying to control it, but more so um, gaining perspective from a different angle. And Mm. then also trying to understand his side more because for a long time, for years, I was like, 
he did it. It's all his fault. He yeah. should be this way. He was, hor- you know, he didn't show up for me. He took me for granted. It was him, him, him. He did everything. And I had to really come to grips with the fact that, like, towards the end of us, you know, talking the, the first time, I ghosted him. I did. Mm. Um, but I didn't see it that way because I was just like, you keep doing this to me. Like, it always takes you this long to answer me, my text messages. I'm tired of it. You should know how to treat me. I'm done. And I just stopped all mm. communication there was no explanation there was no you know goodbye there was nothing I just stopped responding to his text one day and you know I, I felt okay with it at the time and it wasn't until last year when I had everything fall on my head and I was like oh so I did the same thing that I was upset at him for doing um yeah. you know what I mean like understanding that everything not pointing fingers anymore like I had a part to play in it too and accepting my role and now trying to understand his perspective Mm, yeah and getting that higher perspective on whole and that accountability is so key and once we find that safety in ourselves after we've gone through a number of rounds of healing we we have that safety in our body to let our walls down with ourselves and saying like okay what here was actually my fault <laughs> or what did i allow what did i from a wounded space that that wasn't from a loving space and and why did i feel compelled to do that um and really you know taking accountability for our own energy in that way is what moves the divine feminine out of a victim energy and into really empowered energy of of loving leadership yes and that was what you just said like what did I allow that like hit me right in the heart chakra because I'm Mm. like that's what it was I allowed it to be okay for you know weeks and a couple months and then when it got to be too much for me I cut it off but I never explained that I didn't like it I allowed it it was okay. You know, I didn't tell him that I was upset about it. I didn't tell him that I didn't like being ghosted or, or, you know, left on red for hours, but I expected him to just know that. So mm. I think that's important for any, maybe a little bit deeper into the journey or even in the beginning stages of like understanding if you, if you resonate with being the divine feminine energy or what they call the chaser, some people don't believe there's a chaser, you know, whatever. Um, that it's at a certain point, it's okay to set boundaries. And I don't think that I felt I deserve to be able to set boundaries. Yeah. And see, that's the beautiful thing about these relationships is that that triggering process of, okay, like, why, why didn't you feel that somewhere in your childhood, right? That forces that conversation with the self of, of um, really reclaiming, reclaiming energy from these moments of um being trained to abandon the abandon trade the self for the illusion of love <laughs> right very very true so you talk about um perceived separation and why do you word it that way uh, perceived separation is a term that i use because divine the divine feminine and the divine masculine who are truly on the twin journey who have incarnated here are already in in union and uh from a higher perspective you know further along on the path on the journey you'll you'll understand 
that you were experiencing the same situation or the same energy from different perspectives the entire time you've been alive not even just the entire time you've been awake to the journey um just because you've been connected the whole time so the energy one of you is experiencing the other one is is as well so uh union is in place and is anchored it's just not necessarily energetically sound for you to be physically engaged in a relationship with one another if you are embodying polarity still um so i say separation because separation is an illusion in that way uh you're already one energy you're already a unified energy the matter of alchemizing that energy to be in a state where it can peacefully uh exist physically with one another if that makes sense yes so I'm so excited. I'm so thankful that you were here. I would love to have you on again to just kind of maybe talk about the Twin Flame Union because I feel like that's just a whole nother episode. Um, so if you have love time, to. I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, I would love to. That is really, um, there's a whole deep to uh, with what I just, <laughs> what I just said in two sentences um, because the energetics of it are, and that's a gift that I have. I'm I'm really, um, I'm an introduction. I'm really tapped into being able to see uh, the energy as a system between the two counterparts and um, a system that requires a certain balance, alchemically speaking. And so, yeah, I would, I would like that more with you. And um, thank you so much for asking me here and having me on. I've, I've really enjoyed being able to uh, chat with you about I know. Thank you so much. And how can people get in touch with you on social media? Oh, uh, I am on TikTok and Instagram at Meg Arcadia. It's E-G period A-R-C-A-D-I-A. Uh, and then website where you can learn more about how to actually work with me one-on-one -on -one if you're interested. And that is ArcadiaLightworking.com. Perfect. And I will be putting that in the show notes as well. So thank you so much. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your evening. I appreciate your time. And I will be in touch with you very soon. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great You too. Bye. Bye.